It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall. We're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. So Franco Pozzo in Brunswick and Putzgrave. If I see one bloke walk out of here, there's a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Hello and welcome to our second international episode Woo! of the Kennel Cough and our 16th All Up. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah, I know, right? It feels weird. Plus, I mean, all the bonus content that we've released, so you can also, <laughs> if you want to count those. But, um, yeah, 16 episodes in. I'm still in Indonesia. You're still in Melbourne, correct? You're not jetted off anywhere? I know, I'm still in, uh, still in Melbourne. Um, tell me, yeah. where did you watch the game on uh, Friday night? Um, I ended up staying home, um, but I got a, a stream yep. of whose name I will not, I can't remember it, but also like, I don't want any like internet cops listening to take it down. Um, this, it was a Fox footy HD stream too. So no ads. Oh. Um, yeah, I should probably send it to you actually. Cause like it's pretty <laughs> sick. Um, no ads, HD. Um, on my computer. Only problem is that the internet is really bad where I'm staying, but beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I watched it. Everyone that I am studying with at the moment got to see like the real me, oh. which was um, a lot of yelling. Um, the bit any... where Harry Taylor marked it at the end, I was like, no, no, no. And I like, got up and had a big walk. <laughs> everyone thought it was really funny. And I was like, this isn't funny to me. This is not, this is, <laughs> while I may say this is a sports game, it's not a game to me. Um, and I need you to respect that, but they were pretty good. They thought it was pretty funny. There's an American girl. Um, most people are Australian or from New Zealand, mm. um, and there's one American girl, and she was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a shame for She's like, I, I've never seen that before. And, like, it was so funny. She's like, I, I thought they were playing it wrong. And I was like, no, no, this is, um, this is my sport. Like, <laughs> it's pretty funny. So she liked it. Um, Could I just yeah, say that your American good. accent was, like, on point as well. That was tight. Oh, really? Yeah, Thanks. it was good. I mean, I have watched a lot of TV, so... <laughs> but, but yeah, no, so it was very good. Got to watch it on a little stream and stuff. It was bad because it was buffering and you couldn't, like, pause it. Yeah. So you just, like, it would just skip. Yep. And, like, I'd we'd turn it over and I'd be like, oh, God, no. And then we'd and then it would, like, unbuffer and we'd kick to goal. And I was like, I'm happy, but I don't know why. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It was, um, it was pretty interesting, but it was good. Might have to venture... I th- I'm going to um, Ubud, so a different spot this weekend. Yep. Um, I don't know how many like sports bars are in that joint because it's more of like a neo-hippie place. So I don't know if I'll be out of, but maybe, I don't, look, 
we'll find out. There's a lot of bloody Australians kicking about, so hopefully they'll um Yeah. They'll have it somewhere. There's a market for it, so there'd have to be yeah, some Yeah, Exactly. You've got to tap into that demographic. Yeah. Uh let's jump straight into some of the pup dates because um yeah. You're, you haven't been left out of the Australian media because there's this one person that's on the Western Bulldogs forum called Louise that keeps posting screen clippings of all the posts, which yeah. is pretty so awesome. I'm not sure if she like um, scans them herself, but like Caroline normally ad blocks articles. Um, she's posting them up. So thank you to Louise for providing all the pop dates. Legend. Um, yeah. Well, the very so first. So the first one. Oh, you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a delay when you're talking on the phone. Um. <laughs> Uh, the first one was David King's, like, trade analysis, um, of the Bulldogs. Kind of, uh, yeah. It tastes... What is it? It's all about, like, um, the cliched ones of, like, Wallace and Ruffhead leaving, but then also Tom Campbell potentially thrown in, thrown in there, which, um, I found yeah, interesting. Yeah, which makes sense. <clears throat> um, yeah, like saying, yeah, Mitch Wallace, typical, Jordan Ruffhead, typical, um, in play, I don't know what that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can see Tom Campbell going somewhere else. Yeah. He seems like a nice bloke, but um, I mean, it'll be better for him if he goes somewhere else anyway, because he'll probably get a game. Yeah, and because um, be I, no I think we would. One. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I think we would retain Roughhead over Campbell just because, like, he's Roughhead and like yeah. things like that. Also, like we, we t- talked about a few episodes ago, like he is one of the um. AFO and VFOW coaches. He even went up to Ballarat um, to coach the women's game on the weekend, which we'll talk about talk a bit about later. That's so awesome. Um, but he was there coaching. Like he went all the way up to Ballarat and everything, presumably because he had not. He played. I think women played Sunday and the VFO men played Saturday. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, he had time to go up to Ballarat. His family's from there, whatever. But like he's an asset to the club in more ways than one. Massively. Um. Yeah, not because he's from. Not only does he help out with the women's, but he's from Ballarat. So there are two like major like new endeavors. Yeah, he is. I'm um, an asset. Also, like grew up back as the World Premiership player. You know all that all the stuff yeah. that we've already covered with Roughhead. So I would assume that Campbell would be traded before Roughhead would be. Okay. I think Campbell's problem. I see a lot of the time. I know we talk about the forum on Facebook a bit, but like people being like, "Why isn't Campbell getting a game? He's massive. He's a good ruckman. He's too slow." The modern game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see him. Um, he's good, but he's just, like, watching him, he's, like, lumbering around and stuff, which I can definitely relate to, but um, <laughs> it's not like, um, yeah, I don't know. I just can't. And it might be better, like, he might speed up at another club where he's got a fresh start. So um, I can imagine. I would not be surprised if he was traded. Um, and then it goes to talk about, like, who we would want to get. Mm. Um, number one, Riley West. Um, it talks about him we already know about Riley West I assume we'll be getting him you think um, so? I would it's interesting like looking <clears throat> at the like draft media because I wonder because I you hear a lot about Riley West but is it just because he I mean he's very good but he also is like obviously the son of Scott West do we hear about him because I saw something saying that he would be like an early second rounder but yeah I looking, read the, exact same the amount of yeah the amount of media coverage he's getting I'm like would he be a top 10 or at least a first round? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, sec- what is second round starts at 20? Yep. Like, I could see him, like, getting picked up before then. So. It's, it's, I, I've, but, um, I've, I've questioned the exact same thing. Like, 
Yeah, you see well, father-son King... players, uh, they get so much media attention and then you read it and no one really knows. So I I think the, I read the same thing, that a team will probably bid their second round pick, so we'll have to forfeit a second rounder as well, which I don't think we even yeah. have at the moment. No, um, but it's like ends up with points and things like that, so we'll probably just... I'm. I mean, the good thing about potentially finishing like lower on the ladder is we might have enough points to like draft someone mm. top 10 ahead of him. And then when somebody else bids on him, we, when somebody, yeah, somebody else bids on him, we claim him, Yeah. get him at the club and then like, just don't draft anybody else apart from <laughs> the rookie drafts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could potentially get two really good young players, mm. um, depending on how the cards fall. But then it also goes on to say that, um, Rory Sloan yeah. might come back to Victoria so we could target him. Andrew or Gaff Andrew as Gaff. well. Um, but he does mention that Gaff looks set to stay an Eagle on a long-term contract. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It says that he could fill a gaping void in our midfield, but I think that's a bit of hyperbole from Kingy. 100%. I don't think we have a gaping void. I would say that... we have a gape or a void, <laughs> not a gaping void. I feel like all of our players are midfielders that double up in other positions. Midfielders that's that can play thing. ruck. Like, midfielders that go into can... defence. Exactly. Like, I don't really, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really um, understand that. But um, but I wouldn't say we have a gaping hole. They're just young. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem is that there's midfielders not getting games. Like, you see, like, Lin Jong finally come back in. Mm. And then poor thing didn't even bring his jumper. (laughs) Gets smacked up again. Poor guy. I'm, I've had enough. Can't get a break. I'm going to wrap him in bubble wrap and carry him around in my backpack or something because I never want him to get hurt again. Yeah. Um, the last one that they mention is Dom Sheed, potentially, because he's been, um, well, he is behind a couple of other midfielders at Eagles that he could potentially return to Victoria. I don't know what there's or whether there's much validity in that, but... I'd, I'd welcome yeah. him. Another midfielder um, again. I just, it's the same thing. I've just um, read this properly. Mm. Sorry to everybody. It's not David. I think David King's written the article on the side about the club. And then the uh, little uh, resume of the different players, e.g. the person who said we've got a gaping void, is Sin's very own oh, Harrison Reed. Did our induction together. <laughs> yeah, Reed. exactly. So I'm going to have a little word with Harry Ooh, about this. This is bad news. You think that you, someone else at your own radio station has your back, and they don't. So I might have a quick word with Harrison afterwards, but I will see. Just the gaping void, mate. It's not um, it's not on. You, you get you're a cadet, but... Uh, Remember where you came you from, Harrison. You yeah, exactly. Remember friends, dude. But anyway, <laughs> that's just me actually reading the article. Probably. I didn't but, um, notice that. Yeah, right at the bottom... In yeah, the bottom yeah. corner, so like, granted. Interesting. Look, I've got eyesight problems, but um, but yeah, Domshid could be good, but again, like, will he just like plug stuff up and end up if he's like dipping in and out of the AFL and the waffle? Who's to say he won't do the same thing? Yeah. Um, at the Bulldogs, sort of thing. I think um. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon that be I would I like the idea of Sloan or Gaff for sure, but mm. I would give priority to. Um, younger players like Riley West or another young mid before yeah. I well, just because of the I'd, just because of the demographic of 
our list. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't like, almost prioritise getting... Mitch Wallace over a, a Dom Sheed. Like, we're effectively trying oh, yeah. a midfielder in for a midfielder out. So Yeah, awesome. and I think he's been really good the last couple of weeks. And I think watching him on Friday night, he came out because he obviously wanted to like home for what happened the week before. And mm. He played like, really, really well. So he obviously wants it so bad. Like Yeah. Um, and if he's playing well, why not give it to him? You know what I mean? Yep. Bang on. Um, the next article was uh, in The Age, and it was that Mo- Dale Morris was keen to play on for the Dogs. He revealed it on AFL yes. Game Day, which is exciting. Um, like, we've said many times how much we love Dale Morris on this show. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I kind of assumed that this year was maybe his last, but um, didn't really want to, like, accept that. But it's so nice to hear yeah. that he's going to stick around for a year, or potentially stick yeah, around for a year. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, because it's saying Morris is the third oldest player on an AFL list behind Sean Burgoyne, who's 36 in October. Oh, wow. And Anne Sandilands, who's 36 in December. So I don't know when he turns 36, but it must be after that. So, I mean, we've talked about um, how important Morris is for some time now. Um, Don't really – I feel like everyone at the Bulldogs, around the Bulldogs, knows – I think he's well respected by other players on position teams. Yep. Um, I think I think he has, he does get the credit. Some of the credit is due in the media, but it's kind of like why act surprised when we play well when he's back, don't you? Know I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like no shit. Like most would play better. Um, but yeah, so that's really good. And um, yeah, the other good thing is uh, because he comes back from surgery at speed of light. Um, he is on track to celebrate his 250th match in round 21. Oh, 250. I don't think, yeah, I don't think is a Bulldogs home game. Uh, no, um, we've only we've got one north. more home game left, don't we? We've got the Hawthorne one, and then I don't know if we have many more after that. Yeah, it says round 21. Let me try and... Oh, I love how my computer doesn't work when I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> But yes, but yeah, that's a that's a North Melbourne home game. Sorry, on the twelfth of August. So oh, pending further injury to Morris, um, lock the twelfth of August mm. in as um Moz's big day. Pretend, just buy out tickets. The good thing, I guess, it is against North, so it'll be easy to get tickets. Yep. Because. Um, I took, um, for the last game we played against North, I took a couple of friends with me and one of them was like, oh, do we need to buy tickets online? Will it be sold out? She doesn't go to <laughs> no. the much. And I was like, uh, no, we won't actually, funnily enough. I prefer to be North Melbourne. <laughs> Probably not going to have to buy a lot of tickets. But, um, <laughs> they're the giving them, they were literally giving them out for free. So I think we'll be right. But yeah, so happy for Morris, happy for us, happy to be alive in the day and age of Del Morris. Yep. Definitely. And the third article that um, Louise kindly shared with us on Facebook was uh, kind of about Ed Richards and Josh Shackey, how we acquired them effectively late last year in the trade period um, and how we lost Jake Stringer and pick 28. Uh, It was a good little piece and it kind of looks like from that outset that we won that trade. Um, we We had to give up Jake Stringer, who's playing admittedly pretty well. Pick 28, who's been used on Sam Taylor from GWS, and pick 23 of next year. That's based on our current ladder position. Okay, interesting. I mean, pick the, looking at that, the only thing I'm like, ah, pick 23, right. Um, that could be potentially good. <clears throat> but, like, 
Ed Richards and Josh Shackey are looking good. Yeah. Um, particularly, I think Josh Shackey will. He looks good, but he, I mean, he hasn't set the world on fire quite like Ed Richards has. But that's, I think, just because particularly Richards looks so good. Mm. And like losing Stringer is not a big deal. Like, I think it was for the best that he left the club anyway. And like we have Billy Gowers, who's effectively doing the same thing, um, just like without the drama. Yeah. Seems like a pretty wholesome. Sounds seems like... like a pretty wholesome guy. Well, so... he's just signed up for Dry July, so he seems like a nice oh, guy. Oh, really? Yep. There you go. Well, good, good on him. So. Yeah, he's not drinking. Stringer's like taunting people <laughs> while playing. I didn't really see that. Apparently, like, didn't he like wave or something at one of the players so, at North? So what he did was like, um, there was he there was like two minutes left, and he got a fifty meter penalty, and he just sort of stood at the goal line, watched the thirty seconds run down, and I think he was getting cut like quite a few boos, and then he waved at the crowd instead to like acknowledge it. Ah. Uh. Oh well. Well, whatever. He's doing his own thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. So okay, nice. I I like um, stuff like that because it, yeah, it's kind of really succinct. Um, good little infographic about yeah how he got um those boys, but um, it's interesting. Like apparently, if we didn't get Ed Richards, we were considering Charlie Ballard, who ended up going at pick forty-two. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. I've never heard of this kid. Nope, or Jack Higgins, the Snags boy, yeah. um, who went to Richmond at pick 17. I, look, I prefer Ed Richards, but if I was going to pick, like having Jack Higgins would be pretty funny. But, um, yeah, and he's allowed to give, like, halftime jokes or something <laughs> yeah. to the Richmond boys or something. He seems like a cool cat. So, he seems like a happy but go also, guy. Yeah, so I think he would have slotted in nicely, but also Ed Richards could potentially be the best first-year player I've ever seen in my whole life. Whoa. So, can't wait for him to finish second in the Rising Star. Yes. Um, <laughs> just like everybody else. But, um, yeah, look, it's good. It's good to me, and I like it. Yes. Great call. Um, the next pup date we had uh, was from afl.com.au, um, and it asked the question as to whether there is enough room at the dogs for all of the Sons of the West. Uh, in which you wrote in your notes, uh, yes, there is enough room. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was kind of like, oh, they're going to have to get rid of, um, <laughs> like, one of the father-sons in order to get the other father-sons. Yeah, it's like, uh, last paragraph, while West is likely to attract a bid from a rival club early in the second round. Oh, this must have been the one. That, yeah, early in the second round on draft night. Mm. There's every chance the Bulldogs will have to make the tough decision to bid farewell to Wallace or Liberatoriates, his men. Why? Right. But it's just like, um, I mean, I know we've got a... Yeah, we just saw the... I mean, and this was written prior to... Was this written prior to the Geelong game? Um, Oh, written on the day of the the Geelong game. The day of, yeah, 29th. Cool. So this is before Mitch Wallace, like, had a blinder. Well, not so much. Uh, a, <laughs> a good game, yeah. What's, what's less than a blind? Like, what's when a stunner? Stunner, maybe? Can't yeah. quite see for like two seconds. Ooh, respectable game. Yeah, he had a respect. Yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. I'm getting on that hyperbole train, Harris, <laughs> and the gaping void and stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he had a good game uh, about how we need to re- retain possession. Like, Liberatoria was preferred ahead of Wallace during the JLT Community Series. Um. Yeah, dropped for the VF, dropped to the VFL about Morris. Beveridge explained he needed to add a qualitative sheen. Uh, I think he has. 
Mm-hmm. I think he's playing quality games. Um, Beveridge Judge Wallace is influential last, like the week before when we lost to North. Um, stuff like that. I don't know. It's kind of like, and then it kind of says, oh, this is uh, Riley West, blah, blah, blah. Um, what could complicate the club's list management strategy is West, like Wallace and Liberatore, is smaller inside midfielder who excels at stoppages but isn't overly reliable by foot. So, like, I think they, I think Liberatore has good foot skills. But, um, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's just kind of like, oh, more of the same player, but then it's kind of like, in other media, it's like, you guys need to recruit another mid. And it's mm. like, wait, don't we, aren't we just talking about this? Yeah, it's super Also, West is like 17. He's probably going to grow a bit more, to be honest. So if he's smaller now, mm. he could potentially... I mean, I think it was something like... Um, uh, what's his face from Carlton? Patrick Cripps. Oh, of course. He grew like a heap. Yep. And like, I know Scott West was a pretty small guy, but like, people tend to be taller than their parents. So it's a bit of science for everybody there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It kind of, it's just kind of weird. Like, I don't know what to make of it because I'm no list manager, but at the same time, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, you're telling us to, you're telling us to get rid of some of our mids in order to get more mids, and I just don't see why that's, like, like, how, why, isn't that overcomplicating things? Yeah. But I'm just a country bumpkin with the passion for football, so I don't know what it means, you know what I mean? Like, it's just very confusing. I would like to keep those players, I think they're good players. Um... Yeah, I don't know. See how we go, I guess. Yeah, the next that's video... Just, that's the conclusion I've come to. I'm just like, ah. Let's see how we go, I guess. <laughs> Moving on to the uh, Dwayne, Ra- uh, Dwayne Russell's um, comments on 3AW were picked up by ALS Highlights or Al's Highlights. Um, and he posted this clip on YouTube. Um, and just listen to what Dwayne has to say about our injury list. Just saw the um, replay, Nat, and he is going down. And uh, it's amazing. Gee, there's a few players out of this side at the moment through... Injury and a few other things, poor form. Yeah, who's missing tonight's graphic for Channel 7? A little misleading. Some are just not capable of getting a game at the moment. Gowers long inside 50. Henry goes up with a fist. If you're not playing them and they're playing in the twos, it's hard to count them as actually mm. missing because they're available. Who is missing, B? Oh, most of them are injuries. So the irony of what Dwayne Russell had to say there was that every single player on the list of the graphic from Channel 7 was actually injured, and <laughs> I just think, I don't really know where Dwayne Russell was going with that one. Yeah, look, I think people forget, it's like kind of like um, when Jared Healy was like, oh, Lewis Young needs to improve yeah. since 2016, and he um, debuted in 2017, so, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that's, it's in that vein of um, of comment. We like the, um, it's like, you just... I was just going to say, we like the Paul Barry of... Um, of AFL media, like they have media watch on yeah. ABC for um, politics. Oh my and stuff god, like that. that's an idea. We just call Pat them that out. out. I want to patent that. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. I don't want anyone stealing this idea. <laughs> it's the vibe, and uh, no, that's it. It's the vibe. That quote right there, obviously from the Castle one of the, the iconic Australian films, but the reason we put it in our show is because Pat Lipinski was quoted saying, the vibe is uh, pretty good down at the dogs at the moment. Yeah, it's all about the vibe. Um, <laughs> I respect it. I respect the vibe. I both fear and respect and love the vibe. So, glad to 
know the vibe is good. Mm. I like that he likes the vibe. It's a funny one as well um, because I often um, I watched The Castle maybe two three years ago for the first time and used to get told a lot that like oh my god as if you haven't watched The Castle. Um, and then Pat Lipinski is obviously a year younger than us or younger than me. So, I mean, he's a cultured man. He's watched The Castle and he's 19, 20 years old. Yeah, well, look, or he just is really in touch with the vibe. And <laughs> that. Um, no, I think it's good. He's playing well. I'm at the end of the game when um, they were watching the ball miss and, like, I think he went off his head. He was so excited. So, um, I mean, I suppose he would have, like, Maybe not so much growing up dreaming that Harry Taylor would miss, but that he would be. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he grew up as a Woodhawk supporter. I can imagine his dream was to kick the winning goal, not watch the losing point. But, like, yeah, um, yeah, I think it would be pretty special for him, so that's nice. Yeah, definitely. The vibes are good. Uh, good. Enjoy- I think I'm just really into the vibe because, like, um, being in Bali, it's all about the vibes. And then to hear Lipinski say it mm. as well, I'm like, mate, tell me about it. Like, I actually saw a guy um, the other day wearing a T-shirt. And on the back of the T-shirt, it said Bad Vibes Shield or something. Like, Bad Vibe Repellent. Oh, I don't know, but it was like a shield. I don't know. I was oh. like, true. Lipinski doesn't need it, though, because the vibes are good down the Bulldogs. So, it's all fine. Awesome. Uh, let's play a little bit of audio that uh, Caroline Wilson put on. It was on Footy Classified on Monday night. Let's have a listen to that. Of 2016, Peter Gordon did identify something that might have gone wrong in a fascinating interview last week with Jared Waitley. Let's have a listen to what he said. Yeah, there's clearly some people who believe they should have been given more credit, for example. Um, and, you know, uh, I like to think that the grown-ups are left in the room to, to pick up the pieces. So we tried to contact a couple of those people who may have felt they didn't get the credit today in Jason McCartney and Simon Dalrymple, yep. um, list manager and recruiting boss, both of whom have left the club, denying any issues, didn't really want to talk about it. But... in Fascinating thing to say that the grown-ups have been left in the room to pick up the pieces, finally acknowledging that there was angst after the flag. What, um, what did you make of it about the... Obviously, you haven't went in Australia, so you've watched it secondhand, but um, what did you make of the claim that Simon Darrymple, our recruiter, or our ex-recruiter, and Jason McCartney, our ex-list manager, left because they weren't getting enough credit? Um, I don't get it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, I think, but it's like, who, I don't know which list managers and recruiting managers are getting lots of credit, if you know what I mean. I don't know, because I, I It's like when teams, I think when we did, when we won, it was like, look at all these draft steals, like, JJ Dalhouse from the Mm. rookie list, and it was like, thanks to list managers, Justin McCartney and Simon Dalrymple, like, I think... It tends to be that, like, if you're doing well or you win the premiership or something like that, then you get the credit. That's it. And also, I don't think those... I can't see those blokes getting too mad about it. Like, I... um, I've sat in front... um, Actually, you know, this is when we went up to Brisbane to watch the Bulldogs in last year. And I sat in front... There was a Nifu curtain raiser. Yep. um, And I sat in front of... Jason McCartney, uh-huh. and like Dad Jaren was like, Jason, how are you? And he was like, yeah, good, thanks, mate. And it was like, he seems pretty chill. Like, he's awesome. just sitting up the back with his friends. And they were actually, it was pretty funny, they were ragging on um Michael Talia because he was playing for, like, <laughs> Sydney in the Niffle. And, like, one of That's McCartney's beautiful. mates or, like, colleagues or whatever, like, turned to him and was like, yeah, and no, I never really came along, did he, Jason? 
because he like kicked it out of bounds and the fool or something. It was really funny. Um, Savage. Maybe, maybe I don't know if Jason McCartney picked him and he was getting ribbed for it, but it was pretty funny. But yeah, like I don't see him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like being shitty that he didn't get. Because, yeah. like, everyone at the Bulldogs knew what a good job he did. Mm. Like, at least externally, like, supporters. Um, and I'm sure internally they used him a lot as well. Like, but, I mean, he could potentially be getting, like, he left for another job. You know, like, both of them got poached to GDW. I can't remember who went to who, but, like, to GDW in Sydney, like, they would have just been, like, hey, would you like some more money? Because... Um, I assume the Sydney teams are at a luxury to afford that. Yep. Um, and, like, I don't know. Like, I just think that's a weird... I think people are obsessed, particularly, like, the kind of negative media people like Caro and um, Barrett and people like that. Are, they're really searching for that narrative of, like, the Bulldogs and, like... Infighting. There's discontent. Like, this real... Yeah, infighting. Like, this real just, like, aura of, like... I don't know. Like, it just seems really... I think they need to maybe get into the vibes a bit more. Hey, like... <laughs> need to hang out with uh, Pat Lipinski for an afternoon. Yeah, hang and out just with Pat Lipinski. Realise like, that the, the vibe's vibe... good. Yeah, the vibe is good. So, like, why are you trying to push this kind of, like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of the word. Um, nah, it's gone. But, like, yeah, that kind of, like, infighting narrative. Like, somebody has to be mad at somebody. Like, stuff happens at workplaces all the time. Like... Mm. If you leave your work, it might not necessarily be because, like, you're mad. It's like somebody else offered you more money. You want, might want a change of scenery. Like, the idea of, like, living up in Sydney, if you're getting a good salary, is, like, pretty good. Um, yeah, I tend, so, yeah. To, I tend to think, though, um, for once, I actually agreed with, I think it was Matthew Lloyd, uh, that it was a weird thing for uh, Peter Gordon to bring up. I don't know whether it was necessarily, like... Yeah, that's he's just point, he's Andrew. baited those journalists and they're like salivating over the idea of bulldogs infighting and he's thrown it in there. I listened to the interview live on SEN and I didn't oh, yeah? really like pick up on it. I th- like he said it and I was like, haha, yeah, true. And didn't really think like, oh, he's making reference to, you know, Jason McCartney and uh, Simon Darimple leaving. Like I was just like, oh, that's true. But for him to throw it in there, I think it's just given Damien Barrett another week of things to write about. So. Uh, yeah, it's a frustrating one. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I don't understand why Peter Gordon brought it up. Because, <laughs> oh. yeah, like, knowing them, it's like, what is what are they going to talk about? Exactly. Like, you don't you don't want to give... Yeah, like you were saying, like, bait them, like, give them material. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose there's got to be some jobs in the media for us at some point. So thank you for that, Peter Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about um, nice the one. VFL women's. Um, they beat Geelong as well on the weekend, which is not only awesome because we beat Geelong, but Geelong were undefeated up until the weekend. Yeah, they were. They've been playing really strongly. Um, I've seen the Geelong VFLW live. I was commentating. Woo! And um, yeah, they look yeah they look good. I would say they were um like the team to beat. And um, yeah. <laughs> we um, got we got flogged by so, them in the in the preseason. I remember it was the yeah, first preseason game. Yeah, it was like a hundred to two or something. Yeah, um, but I don't know. We played in Ballarat, which was nice. Um, so strengthening that connection with Ballarat. Yeah, making it a fortress. Mm-mm. Hopefully, um, it's a full fortress by the time we versus Port Adelaide um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, oh yeah, just gotta get the good vibes in there. The yeah. good winning Bulldogs vibes. 
the end score was 28 to six and they only scored their, <laughs> their lone goal in the last quarter when it was pretty much over anyway. Yeah. Um, but from what I've read, uh, it seems like, uh, the defense were really strong and that backs it up with the stat, I suppose, only scoring one goal. So Naomi Ferris and Libby Birch were both named best in, best on ground for their effort in defense. Um, but Beautiful. one of the big standouts was Michaela Ward, who debuted and booted two goals. We uh, searched up Michaela Ward on the VFL Women's Player Profiles, and all we can tell you about her is that she's 175 centimetres tall. She wears number hey, 44. that's my height. Really? I'm 176. Well, I think I'm 136. Depends if I'm standing up straight or not, I guess. <laughs> we can't even so, tell you what her date of birth is or where she's been recruited from. So No. She's Miss, she's mystery Michaela. All we know is that she's a good, solid height. And she can boot goals on debut. Yeah, good on her. Um, let's talk about the men's on the weekend because they had an unreal Ooh. win. Uh, first time we've beaten Geelong, I think, since 2009. And the only player on the yeah. ground that had been involved in that win was Dale Morris. Yep, oldest, third oldest bloke in the league, as we found out earlier. Yeah, I'm still kind of surprised by that, but... Um, well, you, did you think he would be older or younger? I knew he was old, but I didn't, I suppose, because I often think I associate the Western Bulldogs as just being young. So, yeah, I don't know. True. but yeah, of course he's old. I don't Interesting. know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dunkley was awarded the eight votes from AFL Coaches Association. Um, yeah, Selwood got, Selwood got nine. nine, but I reckon um, bloody Chris Scott would have given Selwood the five. Like yeah. his five. Like I don't, oh, I don't know. I wish it was Selwood that missed that shot because I quite like Harry Taylor, but I yeah, no, I agree. Selwood. Ta- Harry Taylor. It's like, did you see the interview after the game as well? He was quite honest yeah, about it. Yeah, good bloke, really nice, nice guy. man. To put ham in his socks to play pranks. Like he's a lovable rogue. Yes. And um, Selwood, on the other hand, <laughs> is allowed to duck and do whatever the hell he wants. What's the full story um, behind the ham in the sock? Because I so, have heard it a couple yeah, of Jenkin, times. Jenkins got food poisoning from Adelaide. Jenkins from Adelaide, got, I believe it was, got food poisoning from some ham. Yep. And so Harry Taylor put ham in his sock. Oh, amazing. Played I think it was actual ham. It, I'm not he? sure if it was a ham or a picture of ham, but I like to think that it was real ham. And at the end of the game, when he went to shake hands with Jenkins, he put the ham in his hand and, like, shook hands with him, so it was all hammy. A ham shake, as it I were. I think but, of anything um, worse than playing a whole game of footy with a piece of ham in your sock. But I was like, maybe you got the runner to bring it out. To, like, just, <laughs> yeah. exactly, see, like, he's funny. Like, that's a funny thing. That's a weird thing <laughs> to do. That's good. cool. Selwood, on the other hand, ducks and does what... Oh, at the end of the game, when Selwood got that oh, free kick for high, it. I screamed. Like, well, maybe not scream, but there was a lot of yelling involved. I had internal and, um, yelling. I was like, I'm so angry. I'm not even going to, like, say anything. I'm just going to no, scream was, inside. Ooh. I was just like classic bloody Selwood, yep. extremely loudly, and um, I made a lot of friends on Friday. But um, yeah, bloody hell. But yeah, I reckon he must have got because he got the nine votes and Dunkley got the eight. I reckon he must have got the five from um, his own coach. Yep. Is my favoritism thing. and like um, yeah, exactly because there was like him and there was a few other John players in there. But yeah, Dunkley with eight, Dullhouse with seven. Um, McLean with two, and then on um, on Fox Footy, they gave McLean three votes, Dalhouse two votes, and Gowers one vote. So all Bulldogs players. Oh, which I thought was interesting. I wonder had Harry Taylor kicked the goal after the siren, whether that would have been the exact same, or whether it would have. Just... Yeah, I reckon they could have probably put a few. Um, because I mean Harry Taylor did have 
pretty good game. Yeah. I mean, so. missed an easy goal early on, but um, didn't kick one as well when it counted. So mm. uh-huh. um, I made a note here that we effectively won the game with one less player than them, with Lin Jong going down so early. Yeah, so that's... bloody hell. How's poor Lin Jong? Yeah, it's sad, but it's a big tick in terms of um, the fight from the dogs to win with only uh, 21 players. Yeah, true. But, like, I saw, um, let me quote this tweet properly. I think we shared it on um, the uh, Kennelcoff Twitter, at Kennelcoff Pod. Please follow us. But um, Marissa Lordanic, that's at Marissa Lordanic, one word, tweeted, I know I'm late, but when will the world let Lindrong live? That was true. <laughs> When will the world let Lin Jong live? That poor boy, he tries his heart out. He plays particularly... Like, imagine... Like, I think he plays well, but imagine, like, how good he could be if yeah. he got some consistency. And then they played, out. like, the two, the tackles when he's broken his collarbone those two times, like, side by side. And it's, like, the same tackle. And I'm like, leave Lin Jong alone. <laughs> he deserves to have a good run of form. Yeah. And I'm sick of people... Bashing him up. <laughs> Poor Lin Jong. Yeah, so Poor Lin Jong, that's all I can say. Hopefully his recovery will be as quick um, this time around. But, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Because, yeah. Poor Lin Jong. Poor Lin. Um, we also won the game on fr- Friday night without McRae and Wood, who are two, yep. arguably two of our best players. Um, yeah, Liver more wasn't injuries. playing. Liam Picken obviously hasn't played all season, but we won it without him. Caleb Daniel didn't play. Matt Suckling yep. was a laid out, and obviously Jong didn't yeah. play. So there's still quite a high ceiling for the dogs, which is awesome. Yeah, I reckon. And like, yeah, looking at that, you're like, oh yeah, McRae, like best. That's the other thing. They're like gaping midfield void, Harrison. <laughs> McRae's injured. You feel he was in like in Brownlow contention until he got injured, like everybody else on the list. Yeah. So like, let's fill the gaping midfield void with a midfielder we already have. Um, anyway, <clears throat> and like Libba again, another midfielder. Caleb Daniel, another midfielder. Um, Suckling provides, I think Suckling and Wood like providing the leadership and the guidance and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then of course just Lin Jong, another midfielder, can't get any bloody luck with injuries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was, I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2019, it's going to be red hot. Uh, let's talk about Brad Lynch. Uh, number 36, our debutant. What did you make of his yep. game? Yeah, it was pretty good. I was He didn't do anything in particularly like, oh my God, ah, debut boy. But like, um, I think he played well. He was serviceable. One of his kicks was real like, ooh. But I was like, he's probably just nervous. Like, it was a pretty big crowd Friday night when you used to like no, go on I reckon, Windy Hill or something in front of... I reckon there was multiple like, times when I like was nudging my mum and like, hey, that's that guy's the debutant. Like... He... Oh yeah, no, oh no, for sure. But like, you know, like I suppose it was hard because there was like Quinton Narkel also debuting, and he had mm. more of a kind of like flashy game. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think he played well. I'm happy for him. I was worried he wouldn't get to debut. I think we, t- we kind of touched on it last week, like, um, having so many injuries and things like that. Um, so good news for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought it was a bit of a stretch when we talked about the article le- last week. Um saying that he's going to be the next Bob Murphy. I was like, oh my God, who's making this call? Harrison Reed. But um, watching him play and watching him kick it out of halfback, I thought he did some ones like right into the middle that were quite dangerous but effective and opened the game up. And I was like, yeah, hey, this guy reminds me good, of Bob um, Murphy. Skills. Mm. 
Also, yeah. he- also helps that he's yeah. skinny as, so resembles Bob Murphy a little bit as well. Yep, for sure. Uh, I tweeted during the game that Ed Richards should be handed the Rising Star Award there and then after he kicked his third goal. Um, just checked before, he's sitting fifth in um, odds for the, the Rising Star, which is ridiculous. Oh, behind who? Uh, Witherden from Brisbane. Uh, number one is Jaden Stevenson. Uh, Witherden oh, yeah, was there. There was... Um, Florence, I suppose. Yeah, Florent. And then there was one more, okay. and it has left my mind. No, oh, exactly. Who cares? Who? who? You that know must, what I mean? That speaks volumes about how irrelevant they were. It's Duday. God, do you, really? Is he eligible? Yeah, so he's second favourite. Then Witherden, then Florent, then our boy Ed. Uh, that is... Well, what I'm hearing is I don't want to promote gambling, but good odds. <laughs> exactly. Just, can you, can you like, is there an option? Like, who do you think is going to come second? Yeah, that would be... Um, well, surely just... that's uh, just a given that it would be a Western Bulldogs player anyway. Yeah. We had Mitch Wallace Probably. that year. We had Caleb Daniel. We had Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah, I mean, I still reckon Lewis Taylor is a much better player than the Bonds, so oh. I can definitely see why they picked him. What a joke. <laughs> uh, Luke Beveridge said that it was Dullhouse's best game since 2016. Do you tend to agree with Bevo? Yes. Uh, yes. Just resounding yes. Did you answer to that? I can't remember who we tackled, but there was <laughs> no <this> analysis. <laughs> just agree. There's one tackle on like the halfback. And it was such like a a dullhouse tackle. It was just like dogged, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be a good game from dullhouse." Yeah, no, I think he did play really well. It was nice. Uh, the last. I'm few... happy oh, sorry. for him. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so like, yay! After the win, I'm like, oh wow, life is good. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent like that. You just, I went into the weekend feeling like thirty percent happier, at least thirty percent happier. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, 100% happier. Uh, 100% happier. Only, only two players on our list were older than 25, so more good news. Um, yeah. And I found an interesting... Oh, it was 25, yeah. So we had... Uh, it would have been Trengove, and it would have been Dale Morris. The dads. The dad gang. <laughs> um, and I found an interesting stat going into this weekend is that we're ranked third in the, uh, in the comp for marking the ball inside 50, which is something that I wouldn't have associated with the dogs, um, particularly because everyone likes to point out that we uh, lack a key forward. Um, But Mm. obviously we are 15th for scoring. I know we were last for scoring earlier in the year, but we've made an improvement. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, we just have to convert. So there's that. Uh, I'm sure it's all... uh, I hope this wasn't just like a random blip. Yeah, no, um, it can't be. No, I don't think so. And I think having so many young players like play that kind of game together is good. Builds confidence, brings them together, a bit of a bonding experience, all that. Yeah. I read somewhere about like the power of losing a close game against Kangaroos. You learn a lot from it, but also winning a close game bonds the group a lot together. I think Bevo was talking about it. So there's both two sides to it, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Um Moving on to the Zimmerman's report, there's been a couple of injuries, unfortunately. Um, the obvious one is Lin Jong's collarbone. Yeah, Jesus. Um, he was viciously tackled 
early in the game on Friday night, and he'll be out for roughly four weeks. Um, he's injured his collarbone before, so I don't know if that's anything like he will know what to expect, but as we said before, when will the universe let Lin Jong live? Bailey Dale's also out for the season with his foot injury, which is unfortunate for the youngster. I thought he was having a pretty good season up until his... Uh, I think it was his foot injury, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he's been out since then. Well, he had a really good season last year, and then he kind of came back and probably wasn't heading on the same steep trajectory. Yeah. But then it turned out he'd been like, I think he'd been trying to manage this injury, and it got too much, and now he's had to have surgery. So um, unfortunate for him, but I suppose it means that he gets back, like, real nice and rested for, um, like, a big preseason and whatever else. Yeah. Um, suckling. It was a late out um, on Friday night, but his uh, Achilles tendon has flared up again, so that's three to four weeks. Caleb Daniel and English are back to full training uh, this week, which is fantastic news. Yeah, so Caleb can... Daniel had knee soreness or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think last week we were like, it was such a good game because we didn't get any injuries, and then as soon as the teams come out, I was like, oh, Caleb Daniel injured. Yeah, exactly. And then Matt Sunkling Lee withdrawal, Lin Jong injured within the first 37. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the final injury is Bailey Williams, four to six weeks with a low-grade bone stress uh, in his foot, yeah. metatarsal. Yeah, so it's in his foot. It says metatarsal. I honestly could have put any word there, and I would have been like, mm, yes, mm, that's an unfortunate <laughs> injury. But, um, yeah, that's like, I think he's our biggest improver for sure, like out of sight. Agreed. Um, so it sucks that he's got four to six weeks. But I guess the good thing is him and um, Bradley Lynch – the debutante mm-hmm. uh, play a similar kind of role, so it could be a good op- like and Rock Smith as well. So yeah. it's a good opportunity for the those two boys who haven't um, been, we just haven't had the like. I mean, Rock Smith hasn't played that many games so far. Bradley Lynch obviously just played the one, but while he's away, really like um, put their best foot forward, as it were. Yeah. Um, their le- their less stressed foot forward. <laughs> Um, and, yeah, play really well to kind of um, cement their spot. Um, not that I want Bailey Williams. I think, it, I mean, obviously the team functions with all of them, but um, that sort of thing. But potentially moving on to um, the VFL wrap leaves yes. room for um, Shane Biggs to come in, but I don't think he's been doing his usual 35 in the VFL Nine in the AFL thing. Well, it was weird because so, I usually I usually refer to the um the stats list that they post on the Western Bulldogs, and they just didn't include Shane Biggs. So I don't know whether he didn't play or <laughs> whether they he just didn't play very well, so they like left his stats out. Yeah, potentially. But um, apparently somebody I did hear this little. Uh, whisper from Whitten Oval, a whisper from Whitten, as it were, um, and um, apparently training the other day was delayed and somebody thinks it could be for a jumper presentation. <gasps> no freaking way. Uh, allegedly. Like, look, we could be completely wrong, <laughs> but um, who do you think could be debuting well, soon? Has Kieran Collins played a game for the Dogs yet? Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, his first game was against GWS, and he got a bath from like Jeremy Cameron oh. or John Patton or one of those ugly-looking muppets. <laughs> well, if it was, uh, it, it's either Cal Porter 
Nathan Malenga McHugh or Fergus Green, really. Um, yeah. The Bendigo boy in me and the pod, friend of the podcast in me says that it's Fergus Green. Um, he's had some serious Yeah, you've got to send the good vibes to him. Yeah. Um, I've got to no. stop saying vibes. I've ruined the joke. <laughs> we should have a counter <laughs> for vibes. Um, Fergus Green, yeah. one goal, seven marks, nine disposals, 100% good vibes. Uh, yeah. Nathan Malenga McHugh, he kicked a goal as well, had six marks and two tackles. McHugh obviously kicked four goals uh, the week before, which is some pretty good stats. Yeah, I think Fergus had a good game as well the week before, but I think Malenga McHugh's was particularly good. Yeah, and... Um, but yeah, it could be one of those guys. Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it'd be crazy. Like, Cal Porter, I haven't really been paying a huge amount of attention to... No, he was a um, travelling emergency to Perth Okay. earlier in the year. I'm pretty sure I did, like, hear that, but, like, no visual confirmation. But, I mean, it could also just be like, hey, guy, like, come on a road trip so you feel <laughs> part of the club. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. like, roommate with some of the boys, make some friends. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could, I mean, or, like, and also he probably was playing well at the time, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it could be him as well, so interesting. But I also, like, I didn't see Rock Smith getting back in the side, and I didn't see um, Bradley Lynch getting a game so soon. Like, all, like I mean, obviously happy about both of them. Yeah. But, like, Beverages um, could be a surprise packet. I don't know who else hasn't um, debuted, but we'll see you. Yeah. Um, interesting. Definitely. This week, the VFL team take on Box Hill. So that'll be before the Dogs play Hawthorne at Etihad. But just like the Kangaroos game, there's like a ridiculous amount of time in between the two games. So they play yeah. at 4 p.m. at Etihad. The Dogs play at 7.20. Um, Taking all the sights of soon-to-be Marvel Stadium. Wow. <laughs> Venture down to the bustling Docklands and go on the uh, Melbourne Star. Yeah, look, that look, that's not a bad idea to be honest. That thing takes forever. So, <laughs> yeah, by the time you get off, it'll be like three quarter time. No, you're like, damn it, <laughs> missed the game. They didn't even <laughs> up at the roof, so I couldn't see in. <laughs> um, this week against Hawthorne, as we said, seven twenty on Saturday night. Um, I don't know whether it'll be televised, but once I get that sweet fox, sweet fox footy link off you, I'll be watching it regardless. Yeah, true, actually. <laughs> Such a good friend. Um, Hawthorne um, are in a very interesting position. They're outside the eight at the moment, so it's their game to lose, really. They lost against GWS last week, um, so I think they'll be a little bit nervous. Yeah, well, they should be. Coming up against our boys, should be shaking in their boots. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's no. pretty rough having, like, Geelong backed up with Hawthorne. Like, that's some intense fixturing, mm. you know what I mean? Like, two oh, yeah. biggest... Two of the, I would argue, like Geelong, Sydney, Hawthorne, three biggest teams of the last however many years, decade or so. Yeah. Um, to have two of them back to back. Um, well, you know, anybody can win on any day. It's a very even competition. What'll be fascinating? Go take it one week at a time, you know. So maybe I shouldn't be weirded out by it. <laughs> It'll be interesting um, <laughs> to see what Hawthorne do. It's a dog's home game, but. The news that came out today was that Cyril Rioli has retired from AFL football. Yeah. Is it is that effective immediately or uh, I only saw bits of it and my internet is so bad. I was like, <laughs> no, I can't even watch these Cyril highlights. Yeah, no, so you know, so like... from what I understand it is effective immediately, so he won't play this weekend. Um he hasn't played the last couple of weeks. Um it 
I just I'm curious as to whether the Bulldogs will do anything for him because I think if it was a Hawthorne home game, obviously they could drum it up a bit, um, or maybe they want to save it for the Hawthorne home game. But as a yeah, Bulldogs fan, he's they... a good player and he's pretty exciting. So I think it'd be yeah, pretty good. And if he the seems dogs like something. a nice. Yeah, nice bloke and stuff. So hopefully the banner says something about him. Yeah. I think we're pretty good at that sort of thing. Definitely. Like we're pretty made made aware of that sort of thing. So um yeah, I mean it's a shame. I'm sad about Cyril, to be honest. But um yeah, I didn't see it coming. I thought maybe he would play out another season or something, but I think he said like the time was right to go mm. back to his family and thing. I think um his dad's like health problems have really like shook him up. Yeah. So um I mean, the thing is, we don't have an AFL team up in the NT, so no. he'll probably just, if he continues to play, he'll just tear up whichever league he yeah. chooses to play in, I guess. Yeah. Just, like, dominate everyone. Yep. But, yeah, best of luck to the Cyril. And I guess we've got two other Riolis bouncing around the league now, too, so it's not like, you know, that particular Rioli, Rioli flair will not be lost, but his particular Rioli flair will be, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. He's good. He's a good egg. He is a good egg. He likes Cyril. <laughs> um, and then my last point was we saw Josh Dunkley kind of go toe-to-toe with Sean Higgins against the Kangas. Didn't really go head-to-head against anyone in the Cats. Do you reckon he will go uh, up against Mitchell or do you reckon we'll just let him get 50 possessions um, um, with no look, real damage? I reckon maybe. It'll be interesting for him. I think it'll be good, like, People go, oh, you know, Mitchell, you don't have to tag him. He just racks him up. He gets the handball, like, whatever, mm. blah, blah, blah. But somebody's got to get that handball. You know what I mean? That's it. I am of the opinion that tagging works because if you can cut that person out, um, like, you don't have to not worry about them. But it's like those 50 possessions, or 50 less possessions Hawthorne will have, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, somebody's got to accumulate the ball. Somebody's got to get it in tight and dish it out and get rid of it. You know, if you can get to the ball before he does, it stops it or at least slows Hawthorne down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's my expert analysis right there. You get the ball and you'll play better. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I'd like to see it just for, like, even, like, a developmental thing for Dunkley. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you were saying, like, it's their game to lose. Like, it's pretty much sewn up that we will not, unless we, like, blitz the rest of the competition, we're, like, we're not wanting to make finals. Um, well, we're not. I'm talking about wanting to make finals. We're not going to make finals. Um, whereas for Hawthorne, it is still a possibility. So it'd be interesting to see if the Bulldogs come out being like, "Look, like, like, let's hit them hard. Like, let's make them earn it." If they're going to do that, and like, there is still the chance that we could play too. So yeah. I don't know. I just don't like Hawthorne, um, and I would love to see them really roughed up. Yep. So I want to see at least three me- melees. <laughs> yeah. I want to see just some minimum three. Just have it. Just have a crack at them, bloody inner east toffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to, as soon as I get home to Australia, I'm going to have a punch on the someone at Glenferry Road because that's how much I just like all of them. Let's wrap up the show with some social media um, <laughs> watch. the You pointed out a fantastic one to me, and it was on Shane yep. Big's Instagram. Yep, Shane Big's Instagram. This is some insider. This is some, like, Caroline Wilson, Ben Barrett-level... <laughs> investigative journalism about the Bulldogs. You've connected the dots. So, um, you've got like oh, the, 100%. you've got the board on your home and you've got the, you're like putting the wool in between. The yeah. Pitches. Like yeah, the other red string. Like, yep. <laughs> um, and 
And um, like we were saying earlier, Shane Biggs, where is he? What's he doing? How many disposals did he get? Not like I'm like I I'm sure if we looked at a different thing, it would say. But yeah, just don't. My internet is so bad, I'm not going to look it up. Um, I got things to do. So um, it was like saying about how um, it's him dressed in just some clothes. I don't know, regular man clothes, mm. and he's got these work boots on. At first, I thought they were photoshopped, so I'm assuming they're not his. Yeah, but. Because they look too large. I'm yeah, like, right. I'm sure he has big feet, but like, I don't look too big. Um, they look and huge. And I was saying, he's Redders. I assume Jack Redpath's like new apprentice. Um, if anybody needs like a deck or a pagola, like DM him for a quote, right? It's pretty jovial, whatever. But what if <laughs> he knows he's not getting another contract and he's got to conceal <laughs> the dreaded life after football? Yeah. Um, potentially. So, some insider news. If Shane Biggs ends up not playing football next year and working as a carpenter, He'll build you where a did you hear it first? <laughs> Episode 16. 16. Not even the end of the year. 16 mm. of the Kennel Cough. Thank you. So fresh with that I mean, skill. I hope I'm wrong, yeah. but at the same time, if I'm right, I'm going to claim it. So that's a fresh scoop for you. Um, I'll, yeah, well, I'll give you one that I just came across. It was uh, Marcus Ooh. Adams, who is yeah. relatively quiet on social media, but... He posted a photo that was captured after the win, and it's him, like, pure jubilation, jumping off the ground, and the caption is, when Nick Rodder comes home with Goji Yarraville, which is um, frozen yogurt in Yarraville. Um, oh. No worries, Goji, if you want to sponsor us, don't feel obliged to, but, yeah, we just plugged your shirt, your, your shop. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. In Yarraville, it suits the western suburbs here, it's really good. <laughs> um, nice one. Well, that pretty much wraps up our show. Uh, we'll be back next week from Indonesia. More vibes. More good vibes. Yeah, well, I'll have a, I'll have had another week in Bali, so my vibes. I'm going to Ubud, which is like you know the hippie, hippie central. I've got vibes coming out my ears. Your your vibes um, have reached peak when you braid your hair. You get it braided Balinese style. Oh, like those that are when like little Emily in grade five would come back. Yeah. I mean, a Bali on the holiday. Yep, um, bintang yep. shirt, very good for the yep. vibe, and bootleg um, O'Neill bought shorts. Okay, cool. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Is that what you want me to get you to bring <laughs> yeah. home? And bootleg Ray-Bans, <laughs> please. Oh, yes, no, 100%. Nah, my vibe's going to be so peaking that I'm going to be able to communicate telepathically with Pat Lipinski. Ooh. That's why okay. I'm heading with this. Cool, can We're you both ask him to... the vibes. I'm going to be like... Hey, Pat, want to come on the pod? Yeah, I was just about to say, can you ask him to come on the pod? But that'll Yeah, be well, on. you know why we thought the same thing at the same time? Ah, uh, you messaged it's me. It's the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Facebook and Twitter at the Kennelkoff Podcast. Um, and, yeah, thanks so much.